This is Straight from the Source podcast. Everything you need to know about the apparel industry. From two insiders working on the sourcing side and the brand side. Whether you are in design, merchandising, retail, or production, this is the podcast for you. Hi, thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Fatima Anwar, and with me today is my co-host, Gio. Hey, G, what's up? Hi, Fatima. I'm very much looking forward to today's topic. So today we're going to be talking about analytics and the fashion industry. So there's this interesting phenomena that's happening all over fashion where there's this awakened consciousness around data and using data and data analytics to now streamline your supply chain, to create predictive analytics, i.e. to forecast demand, but in a much, much more accurate way in a in a way that we have not previously seen. So there's a perception that fashion is very cutting edge because the marketing around fashion makes it seem very cutting edge, very cool, and on the cusp of culture. However, when you look at the back end of it, i.e. the operations, compared to other industries, say marketing or almost any other industry, it's a little bit behind in terms of its use of technology and especially its use of data. A lot of the folks who are working in fashion right now, right, like they're going to schools like FIT, Parsons, they have a really amazing design aesthetic background, they have a really good understanding of supply chain, the executives have done MBAs, and now 5-10 years after your MBA, you're in a leadership position. However, the field of analytics is relatively new, but it's had very deep impact. So sometimes from a culture point of view, there hasn't been as much emphasis on data and data analytics. And that's what we kind of want to go into today is how can we use data? What is data analytics? What is predictive analytics? How can you start to think about it? And with that being said, Gio, what has been your experience of that? And and what do you know or not know just completely organically? Definitely. Um, I would say that on a daily basis in the industry, uh, on the sourcing design side, Kind of going back to what you said, we're not necessarily mentioning analytics on a daily basis. Um, I would say the area that a similar concept comes into daily contact with us is when we're working with the merchants who often mention um, the number of units they sold last year uh, in a certain type of style, certain type of silhouette or fabrication and their goals to do similar or beyond that. But this is definitely not cutting edge. This is kind of information that you can collect from POs and Excel charts. So, right. So here's the interesting thing. Fashion is obviously a very fast-paced, consumer-driven kind of industry, and you can have anywhere from four to five seasons, which now, let's face it, is extremely rare, up to even 52 seasons, which almost means Mm -hmm. a new style or type of style every week. And that leads to a huge amount of data. So first of all, we have this question of, are you capturing the data? So what you were referring to, Jiro, is the most basic form of it. You're looking at your purchase orders from last year and you're saying, okay, I think this is going to work. You work with the company or maybe your internal team for trend spotting, mm-hmm. for colors, and you think, okay, this cut is going to do really well and this color is going to do well. And we're more or less going to keep the baseline same and try and create based off of that, based off of trend spotting. That's actually not data analytics. That's just some 
really basic form of data. So in order to do real analytics, first you start really looking at your consumer information. So everyone who's buying from you, who's coming to your cash register, how much information do you really have about them, i.e., can you tie back their email address to their credit card to actually the products and services, or rather, you know, in this case, products or styles that they have purchased from you. And then that's a really good starting point. And you say, aha, that's interesting because now you're taking data that already exists and you found a way to capture your customer information that's called CRM that's your CRM database and you take your CRM database and you start analyzing right say you have five stores nationally and you say oh you know what I've had sales um, over the last year uh, in t-shirts over styles one two and three however um, I don't have that much more to go on so this year I think I'm gonna continue to do that even though we had some excess inventory I think it's still safe to say that because we think our brand represents you know say 18 to 25 so we still need a size 0 and a size 2 and a size 4 not necessarily a size 6 or a 7 okay that sounds fine on the onset however if you start individually looking at all of your stores and you see you know what my store in Michigan actually does not sell a lot of size zeros or twos or fours and you're seeing a lot of sales around size six and up and perhaps you're not making sizes that are larger than that and you think oh you know what maybe my customers in Michigan prefer a slightly larger size and that in itself helps you manage your inventory in the back end so you're going to end up ordering less of that versus just thinking you know what my brand appeals to a younger customer and therefore I'm going to do a very prescriptive size around my younger customers but that's not necessarily true body types and shapes come in a lot of different ways that is what we would call your descriptive analytics. You just take all the data that you have and you start analyzing it. Maybe your store in New York suddenly has this uptake in, in the sales of a couple of really avant-garde looking styles. Then you realize, you know what, it's not going to sell anywhere else. So maybe you can produce a smaller batch of that and only sell it in your New York store and really feed your social media from those images in New York and targeted in New York. So the customers in New York are helping create this cachet around your brand being cool that helps sales everywhere else. But at the same time, you're not supplying it everywhere else because as it turns out, your customers like the idea of that style, but not necessarily that style itself. Does that sort of make sense? Totally. And I think that ties a lot into uh, a later conversation we'll be having in another podcast about um, about omnichannel because then a situation like this might be ideal for an online exclusive style Absolutely. something very visual that customers who are at the cutting edge can buy anywhere but then you're not shipping it to every store where it won't do well absolutely and a big part of that is inventory management i mean what the breakthrough part of even just descriptive analytics does it suddenly you take a light and you shine it onto your entire business operation and then you see what is really truly selling where basically it's saying 
we go from a really high level overview to a really granular look at what is selling where and suddenly you now have a lot more information upon which to make some certain decisions about styles, designs, and how you're going to distribute and where you're going to distribute it. Now this obviously I think leads us to the second more important question is predictive analytics, pardon me, predictive analytics. And so today, Gio, I think you touched on it a little bit, just to refresh us, how are brands predicting demand, i.e. how are they predicting demand and then ordering supplies from their manufacturers? It's definitely uh, largely based off of last year's um units and how well they sold through, uh, the rate of returns. Uh, and then to a lesser extent, there is kind of, I mean, it's kind of like the opposite of what we're talking about in this episode. Fashion tends to have this bloodhound intuition like mm-hmm. aspect to it, mm-hmm. which I think certain people who are very strong with trends have, but I don't think we necessarily want to build our foundation on this as an industry. That's fair. And you know, this is where data can really come in and help really back up that art part of that intuition with science. So if, if it's not even just based on your direct sales, you can also look at holistically overall trends in the marketplace from a data point of view, see what sort of units are selling more, and then go to your procurement guys and say, guys, look, this is what the data is saying. Tube tops are really in. And mind you, not a tube top girl, I'm just saying. So you can say, you know, tube tops are really in and we believe that it's the style from like 10 years ago is really making the cyclical resurgence now. And that's the power of data. The longer you can go back, the clearer trends become, the clearer patterns become, and the more um, oversight you have into how the cycle of it works. Like how long does it take for a bell bottom to really come back into style? How long does it take for overalls to come back into style? And over time you can really get that down to, you know, for a lack of better words, an exact, almost exact science and map it back to your intuition. That gives you a really strong reasoning to back up your intuition. So now if you use analytics for your predictive sales and your predictive demand part of it, there's a couple of things that goes on, right? So there's your descriptive analytics that we talked about, which is looking completely at your operations, what sold, what area something sold more in and something sold less in. Then you can also take into account the other part of it, which is your marketing effort, right? So say you've always focused on 18 to 35, maybe this year you're going to be focusing a little bit more on the 35 to 45 segment, and you're putting a little money behind there. And so you know that when you put X amount of money in media dollars against a certain target, you have some level of expectation in a brand lift, i.e. awareness of your brand and some projected level of sales. And there's actually analytics that can then marry your descriptive analytics, i.e. your history, with how much more demand you expect to see because you've placed marketing dollars. Now that if you are just doing based on intuition is where you're left with a lot of stock lot and, and 
inventory and just a lot of wastage. But suddenly, if you are taking into account things like your history, how things have sold, and then ultimately how and where you're putting your marketing dollars and together you create a very simple correlated model, all of a sudden you have a lot more information. And you can also take your customer CRM information put it into a database and learn about your customers. Maybe they're young, maybe they're trendy, maybe they're not as young, not as trendy. So all of these things overall will really help you understand really how to map out your demand and ultimately lead to a lot of efficiencies. I definitely want to emphasize how, though this might sound very high tech, it sounds to me like you're really getting to the basics of all business, which is knowing your customer and giving them the best service or product for their needs and trying to understand their needs as much as possible and do business accordingly. All right. Well, with that being said, I hope that this was a good starter conversation to start thinking about not necessarily even just jumping right into it, but thinking about company culture and investing in talent that understands analytics. And you may not have to build your team internally necessarily. There are a lot of other resources out there where you can have this level of analytic support and predictive modeling to really help you understand where your customers are, who they are, what they want, where your efficiencies and inefficiencies are, why something is selling and why something is not selling. The answer is all there. It's just in the data. So thank you very much for tuning in and have a great rest of your day.